Alrighty. Welcome to the Principles of Success. Interviewing the experts. Book Financial book review number something. I think it's seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, I can count. Number seven. And this one is... Your Complete Financial Makeover by Dave Ramsey. I want to say that's the one. I might have missed up the word slightly, but Complete Financial Makeover by Dave Ramsey. This one is a fantastic book for pretty much everybody because most of you are not even at zero. Most of you are in the negatives. And that's a terrible place to be because we've already talked about debt in previous financial book reviews. Debt is terrible. Debt is bad. Do not get into debt. And Dave Ramsey talks about pretty much everything, but he really goes into depth on debt. So that's the first big takeaway for that is if you're going to, if you're in debt, this is the number one financial book that you need to read first. I, I saved my two favorites for last. Um, and so the first, the first actual takeaway is it's your fault. That's the principle of taking responsibility. It's not the government's fault. It's not your family's fault. It's not your parents' fault. It's not necessarily your, it, it's not your spouse's fault. However, that one's not completely true. Um, or it's not necessarily completely true. It's your fault. It's your fault for not getting your finances in order. It's your fault for getting into debt. It's your fault for falling for cons. It's your fault. That's the first takeaway. And you need to be responsible. You need to Learn financial skills so that way you are at fault for being wealthy. The next big takeaway, we talked about it at the end of last week, is saying no. You have to be willing to say no temporarily so that way you can have... You have to sacrifice now so that way you can live your dream life later. If you don't do that, you're going to always be sacrificing. It's easier to do the hard things now than it is to do. Uh, it's easier to do the hard things now than it is to do to try and live in a life. I forgot my own quote. I don't remember. Basically, do hard things now so you can have an easy future. Um. I, I went into the next one, which is temporarily sacrifice. It doesn't have to be prolonged. Are you willing to sacrifice one, two, three, four years so that way you can have the rest of your life living abundantly? Or are you going to keep making the same stupid financial mistakes that everybody makes because you want to keep up with the Joneses? Don't keep up with the Joneses. They're broke. I don't even know where that came from. Keeping up with the Joneses. I think it was a TV show before I was born or when I was really young, but don't keep up with the Joneses. It's a dumb idea. Buy the cheap car. And that's actually the next takeaway. Buy the cheap car. Instead of buying a fancy new car, your car payment is your single biggest expense besides your mortgage. So don't buy the fancy new car. 60% of a car lose 60% of the value in a car is lost within the first four years. Buy a so buy a five-year-old car or older. Buy cash. Do not have car payments. Make sure that the car you buy, you can actually afford. 
don't do it. It's dumb. Take the money that you would have spent on a new car, go invest in assets, increase your passive income, increase your cash flow, and then you can afford the cash payment on a fancier car. So don't ever do car payments. If you can't afford the car, you don't need the car. And one caveat for that is if you can't afford a $200 car, I guess do the car payments for the $200 car because sometimes a car is needed and sometimes people are in really bad straits. However, anything more than that level of extreme, don't do payments on the car. The next one is debt. Debt is bad, da da da. Don't do debt, debt is dangerous. Debt will screw you over and just don't do debt. Do not get the car payment. Do... He actually does, in this book, he actually talks about not selling your house if you already have a mortgage. But if you don't have a house already, don't buy a house. Um, I've already talked about caveats for that, so I'm just gonna leave that there. But don't buy the house, don't buy the fancy car, don't buy the things that you can't afford. Pay cash for everything. And people might say, what about my credit? He actually discourages this, but if you have the financial discipline, which if you're listening to this, I'm hoping that you probably do, if you treat your credit card like a debit card, you can do that. He actually talks about how you don't even need a good credit score, and he talks about ways that you can even buy, get a mortgage for a house without ever getting a credit card. So, go whichever approach you want. I, if, you rec if you read this book, you'll know exactly how he stands on it and how to break it down. Um, if you don't have the financial discipline, do not get a credit card. My little sister, super hard worker. She should never, ever get a credit card. She likes spending way too much to get a credit card. And luckily, she knows this, and she knows that she'll get screwed over. So she, as far as I'm aware, does not have a credit card. So stay out of debt. The, but if you do get into debt, this is where this book really brings its value. And he calls it the snowball effect. I call it the law of momentum. And essentially what it is, is if you have all of this debt, you need to start pushing that snowball down the hill. And, and how he has you do it is line up every single one of your debts that you have from biggest to smallest, not biggest interest to smallest interest amount. The $5 one to the $5,000 one or $50,000 one. And pay the smallest ones off first for two reasons. One, you need small wins. If you don't have small wins, you'll quit and you'll give up and you'll stay in debt. Second reason is because once you free up that debt, you can then, back to the cash flow, reinvest that money into the debt for the next one. And then once that one's cleared up, you can take the money that was going, the money that, the minimum payment for that one and pump it into the next one. Mathematically, it's dumb. However, this is by far the best idea for paying off debt that I have ever seen. So do it that way.
Um, the next one is the rule of blowing it up. Basically, it is if you're negative, if you're drowning, if you have no possible way of paying off your debts, you have no possible way of nudging that snowball to start moving forward, you're going to have to blow some stuff up. He, he uses the analogy of uh, logging people floating logs down the river, and if they got stuck, sometimes they would have to throw in dynamite to blow up the logs that were impeding the rest of the logs, so that way they could get the rest of the logs to market. So, if you have so much debt that there's no possible way that you can start getting that snowball moving, you're going to have to sell some stuff. You might have to sell your house, your car, um, the things in your house. You might have to eat off of a cardboard box. He doesn't go that extreme. I'm a very extreme person. Um, but whatever you have to do, get it done. Get that snowball effect moving so that way you can slowly pay off your debt. The next takeaway is the steps of financial wealth according to him. And we've already talked about it a little bit, but now I'm going to break it down. First step, emergency fund. He talks about having a $1,000 emergency fund. And we've gone into depth on that already, so I'll move on. The next step, getting out of debt, except for your mortgage. Um, he saves that for a different step. Get out of debt, all of your debt, all of your credit card debt, all of your car payments, all of that. So that way you quit paying the interest on the debt because that is the number one way people's net worth is being decreased. Because everybody makes about two million. If you live in America, you make about two million in your lifetime at the minimum. How much of that is going towards interest payments? Uh, the next step is increasing your emergency fund to six months expenses. So that way, if you lose your job, if you get injured, if we go through a recession, if we go through a coronavirus panic, all of that, you're financially stable so that way you're not hurting and you don't have to go back into debt to survive. Then the next step, it, he, his next step is to invest. Start investing in the stock market and stuff like that. The Step after that is investing in a college fund for your kids. Then he talks about paying off your mortgage and then living. So those are his steps for financial abundance and life. I don't necessarily agree with all of those, but I'm going to put them out. They're great. And in fact, it's one of the best systems I've seen. So use it. And you'll get results. And when we talk about investing, I actually disagree. That's what to do after you pay off the debt is the part where I disagree with him. Um, and we'll talk more about investing next week. And I will see you all next week.